everyone, and welcome back to the Come Up Interviews podcast. This is Brett Stir speaking. Hey, it's a tie guy. We're back with episode 59, so we're really close to episode 60. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'm bad at we're math, one, so I don't know. <laughs> we're one away. Okay, well, that's fantastic. It's a milestone. Absolutely. Now, I understand you just finished watching a direct-to-video movie. Yes, I did. It was called Malicious Intent, and it starred Clarence Williams III, Rachel Ticotin, and William Forsythe, and Tom Arnold. Okay, now had you have you had you seen this movie before? Yes, I have. I saw it a long time ago back in the old best video days, and I thought it was okay. And then I got a good cop, I got a good deal for it at um, Video Seven, and I watched it the other day. It, it held up a little bit, but there were some major flaws towards the end. Almost some good revenge stuff here and there, but like, it just falls off towards the end. Now, what type of movie is this? Is this like a crime type gangster? It's a crime thriller, thing? yeah. It's crime a guy thing. comes back to town to avenge his father's death. Okay. And, uh, some Tom Arnold might be involved. And <laughs> no, Tom Arnold. Oh, sorry. Well, Tom okay. Arnold did dip his toe into direct video and action somewhat because he's what, in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yes, I, I would imagine there's a lot of action in carpool. Um, no, but he was in that Seagal movie and... Um, oh, you mean, um, what was that called again? Oh, oh yes, yes, Exit Wounds. Right, and also... Cradle, cradle to the Grave. Right, right, right. And also, that direct-to-video movie we watched recent, somewhat recently, didn't it have... Oh, um, Maximum Impact? Or was yes, had, um, yes. Who was in that? Oh, it was um, Eric Roberts and Nevsky, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's no it's stranger, exactly, to this sort of material. That's true. True lies, you know. That's that's, yeah. <laughs> he probably wants to do <laughs> more. Welcome to the Tom Arnold podcast. Yeah. Well, this might be the one and only time we talk about yeah. Tom Arnold, so uh, might as well do it. Thomas but, Arnold. <laughs> you know, maybe use him for uh, for <laughs> bit for seriousness. Well, you, I'll write him down later. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe we will mention Tom Arnold again. Yeah. Um, might as well. Now there is a very ridiculous component to this, which is about so, Moses intent. Yes. Now um, you had an idea, right? Now the this is a Thai-style ridiculous thought <laughs> that is really reaching to the realms of absurdity. However, what would happen if um, Clarence Williams III, Rachel Tickerton, and uh, Ed Lauder, Tom Arnold all got together and decided to make like a Planet Hollywood-style restaurant, and it yeah. would be called Delicious Intent. <laughs> the greatest crab cakes you have ever had. Right. They have a lot of intent to make delicious food. Do they do yeah. it? Stay tuned uh, to find out. <laughs> I mean, did Planet Hollywood have good food? You never had a chance to go there, right? No, I have no idea. But it, I would imagine it's like a tourist trap place where they it's like $35 for like a, a burger or something. But I don't really know. What they call like, you know, the Cobretti burger or something like that <laughs> or like some. But the fact that. Any like right. investor would create a theme restaurant around the movie Malicious Intent is one of the most <laughs> ridiculous things maybe ever said on this podcast, and yeah. that's saying something. That's saying something. And we've done almost almost sixty podcasts, and that was pretty high up there. Yes. Well, we're always reaching, always striving for new ground. Yeah. And this is good. It's it's fresh material. It really is. And speaking of striving for new ground, we have another combination bid yeah. for serious slash. Should have been, bit, sorry, bid for seriousness slash yeah. should have been an action star. That's right. Should have been an action star. <laughs> no, I kind of overlapped it because I didn't know you were going to hold that note for so yeah. long. You never know um, how I'm going to do it. That's true. I should always wait because I never know what musical twists and turns you're going to throw into the song. So who do we have today? 
Don slash Donald Knotts. Yep, perfect. Donald Knotts. So, you know, in the 90s, voice. you know, well, he does have a great voice. Everything about Don Knotts is great. But <laughs> what if for some reason I was thinking the 90s, but maybe with his age, maybe like the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, John Wayne was doing like Brannigan and McHugh yep. and these type of movies. What if someone said, hey, maybe Don Knotts could do something like that where he's like, you know, a cop in the big city <laughs> with a big gun and he wears yep. like a loud plaid suit. Yeah. Um, as was the style of the day. And he goes around, I don't know, Kansas City yeah. with a, like a 44 oh, Magnum. You just made me think of that Kansas City justice. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so and it's not funny. It's no, not it's, played for laughs. He has no. probably some sort of beard stubble. Maybe like slick uh, back hair a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was and thinking slick back hair. Yeah. Slick back hair. And he has this classic Don Knotts voice. He can't do like a, you know, a Liam Neeson or something. He, that's his voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess he can't like try and, and like grumble yeah, like, it up. I, I don't know who you are, Don Knotts Mayberry. <laughs> so it's like, well, we might have hit a new high with how insane things can get on this podcast. Well, <laughs> I'm going to kill Andy Griffith. <laughs> yes, and oh boy, <laughs> what would happen if uh, Brian Mills went to uh, Mayberry? Oh yes, <laughs> do I'm doing a catch? No, no, you have I to don't. Go. I don't go know ahead. who you are, and Mayberry. I'm looking for my daughter. I will kill Andy Griffith and yeah. Matlock. <laughs> like you know how at the beginning of Taken, you know, yeah, the girls get kind of you know taken in by that kind of good looking that, hunky guy and they yeah that sleazy guy yeah. yeah what if that was opie mm. you know and oh like ron howard and, and maybe clint howard too yes yeah they could both play there's like these sleazy guys and then don Knotts comes to town yes to take take out the freaking trash right he comes back to mayberry <laughs> like he tried to make it yeah. in a big city and, and it then didn't he, work out didn't maybe didn't work out and then he yeah. goes back to his old stomping grounds and you know Mayberry's still kind of a quiet place but now there's something dark going on in Mayberry. yeah yeah it's like a it's a corrupt town now right it's like one of these yeah. classic movies we see all the time with yeah. some Walking evil tall. guy who yeah who runs the town and yeah. everyone's afraid of him yep and then Don Knotts comes to town and just it delivers his Don Knotts justice exactly so it's like, <laughs> it'd be really cool it would be a cool movie it'd be like out on bail or right. walking tall or taken and it would be like oh you know you know have like urban justice that's a cigar movie of the blood squibs yes it would just be like kool-aid-esque squibs <laughs> that's what it looked like that's not that's what it looked like so it's like <laughs> and um it would just be like a it'd be a huge hit in the 70s and, yes and yeah drive-ins. drive-ins and stuff yeah, yeah. It should have happened. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out in continental home video and maybe a not very good transfer. Yeah. Um, but and then it would become like a cult type movie. Oh yeah, uh, it'd be like a double feature bill, a tape or a DVD. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That, that that's what should have happened in our alternate reality version exactly. of life. Yes. Um, um. So, any more you want to say about Don Knotts? Well, I mean, or Donald Knotts. Donald Knotts. Well, yeah, Donald Knotts. So this would be a good one, I think. That perfect description for this movie. So. Yes, I agree. Now, you did quickly mention Out on Bail. Was there something you wanted to say about Out on no, Bail? No, I was just saying that the song was very catchy that we I, we were talking about last episode. So oh. now you want to leave. You know, it's just like something about that. I, it's so catchy. I don't know. I was thinking about it. Well, the catchy songs like that will stick in your head. 
Maybe there could be a song at the end of Kansas City Justice, maybe sung by like the Don Knotts and the Don Knotts singers. <laughs> yeah, with like the Jordan Airs would be like the <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Like a big band or something. Yeah, or like maybe like a gospel tinge type song. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's in the town and, you know, it's. It's corrupt. There's always gospel music when it's like a corrupt town. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> and these good old boy type movies like Black Oak Conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. Or even like A Time to Kill. There's always like this gospel sad music playing. <laughs> yeah, and there would have to be at least one scene in like a church with like a gospel group. Yes, singing. yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and he goes there, he takes off his hat, he slicks back yeah, his hair. Yes, he, yes, he, yes. <laughs> well... Should happen, didn't happen. Should happen, but what are you gonna do? We just need a time machine to get it, uh, let it happen again. Yes. <laughs> so he yes. was too busy like being Mr. Limpet or whatever to do this movie. Yeah. Like... Well, exactly. I mean, you know, everyone has their priorities. That he just made that his priority because people saw Don Knotts unfairly as just yeah. this sort of. Uh, I can't even do a Don Knotts impression, but. Like... <laughs> and then once um, Three's Company happened, it, oh, yeah. it was over. You know, there's no hope of any yeah. sort of dark Don it's, Knotts. Yeah, hey, dark dark Don, you know. Yeah. <laughs> twisted Knotts. Yeah. Tw- a twisted Knot, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, we we're, were talking for like 25 minutes now. We I mean, could. <laughs> and, and if Connoisseur was here, we, it would keep keep going. But um, Well, in a good way. You know, in a good like, way. No, no, yeah. not in a bad way. But he yeah. would contribute something funny, I'm sure. Yeah. I um, think we were supposed to mention it to him, but we'll mention it to him again the next episode. Okay. Maybe he can contribute. Maybe to on his show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you have a Tog spotlight today, right? Well, we've both seen it this we've time. We've both seen it, yeah. But you had an idea for one. Which was Stay Tuned for Murder. Yes. So, Here's a movie that yeah. probably not too many people have seen. No. If you've seen it, <laughs> congratulations. Cause, yeah, that's amazing. You should have. You should see it because this is one of these regional movies. Like a lot of people, I know I mention this a lot, but a lot of people mention these regional horror movies. But what about regional other type of movies? Yeah, like, like yeah, like this um, one, like this one. So, it, it, what state was it? it? Was it somewhere in the south? Yeah. Um, they made this movie about this newscaster who you know has Zach. two daughters. Oh, sorry, say that again. Her name is Zach. Oh yeah, Zach. Yeah, her name is Zach. And um she kind of gets embroiled into this sort of like town corruption, right? Yeah, it's a corruption, there's like a kidnapping, there's like the chauvinist pigs of the news station. Right, right. It's like every man she comes into contact with like hits on this woman. Yeah. And she just kind of sassy kind of brushes him off and it, it's great everyone speaks in like their local accents and dialects it's great it's like you know they're just they have their sort of southern drawl to the way they talk and it's very unself-conscious and yeah. and the daughters are great like yeah it's great <laughs> there's there's something about this homespun fun yes you know, exactly like, it is it, yeah. it's it's homespun fun it's yeah it's just a, it's a real diamond in the rough I think um, people should try to check that. It's very, it's kind of tricky to find. I found my copy on eBay, just typing in uh, Imperial VHS. <laughs> yeah, but maybe there's a way people could see yeah. it. Or just type in Stay Tuned for Murder or check YouTube, you know. But it's it's a it's like a regional gem, I would say. And I don't believe it's ever gotten a release outside of VHS. So that's what makes it a TOG, a tape-only gem. I think anything else we can talk about, Stay Tuned for Murder. Well, I think... I haven't seen the trailer yet in any Imperial tapes. I'll keep an eye out, though. But see, during the video store era, you know, they were looking to fill these shelves. And so a movie like this could get a VHS release pretty much no problem. Well, that's that's a really good point. I love that, though. 
yes, it was a great time. You know, even a, a small and modest movie like Stay Tuned for Murder could get a national, possibly international VHS release. Because I love to be like the imperial like executive. Like, you know what? I like this movie. Let me put it on video. Well, but that's you the know? thing, though. It, it is very likable. Like, you watch yeah. it and you have to like it. Like, no one would hate this movie. Like, no one. It's just, it's, it's very kind of lovable in its own way. I can't agree more. So hopefully people will check that one out. Yeah. One of these days when you have like, we also have like a little mini list of what we've seen or what we've said already on Talk Spotlight. I think there was That's lipstick true, camera. That's true. You might start to <laughs> I could do it now because well, we only had a couple. We had lipstick camera last time out. Uh, Power 98 and now stay tuned for murder. All right. Because we don't want to repeat. Right. So well, we won't, but I just want to make sure people are, people are listening and it's like, where were the other Togs? You know? <laughs> And then they could, you know, create their own list of Togs yeah. to watch. Or maybe a company like a Vinegar Syndrome might release one of them. That'd be This is perfect for Vinegar Syndrome or Arrow or something like that. Stay tuned for murder. It's like, it'd yeah. be like in the April releases or something. Yeah. <laughs> which is a really good segue, actually, to our topic of the day, which is we're talking about the weather. What? <sighs> yes, the weather report. Finally, yeah. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for murder. Stay tuned for the weather. No. <laughs> weather on the threes. Weather on the threes. Uh, Brett storms. How's it going? <laughs> exactly. So don't worry. There's not going to be any weather hype. We're not going to say that a, a mild snowstorm is going to be like snowmageddon oh, like they that's do. That's funny. Did you call it snore storm? That's good. Because uh, <laughs> because I think that was more of a verbal typo, but uh, let's go with it. Yeah, snore storm. <laughs> so this this podcast is not going to be a snore storm, hopefully. Yeah. We're going to entertain you and uh, with this idea that Ty had, which I think is a very good idea, where we take all the movies from the website, comeuppancereviews.net, yeah. and yeah. that have anything to do with weather words. Yeah, it's weather. Mm-hmm. It's weather-related. Weather-related uh, you know, <laughs> entertainment. So it's like <laughs> – Finally. <laughs> they tried that with the Weather Channel, but – uh, it's not that they try to be excited. Don't they have like the Weather Channel like original programming now? It's like Al Roker. <laughs> yeah, and he's like doing stuff. It's know. like what's well, like a scripted program now. It's like Al Roker like solves weather mysteries or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like I the made Cosby that up, mystery. But I feel like that's probably coming soon. <laughs> well, this uh, this podcast is nothing if not an idea generator. We've come up with oh so goodness. many ideas that could be one. It'd be like a cross between the Cosby mysteries. The Father Dowling Mysteries yeah. and the Weather Channel. Exactly. And you called it Al Roker Mysteries. Yes. You would play Al Rokar, something like that. Right. So like, <laughs> Hal Roker would be. Yeah, Hal the, Roker. Hal Broker, something like that. Yeah, he's like an independent um, weatherman. You know, he's not attached to one station. He's like a yeah. freelance weatherman. Oh, yeah, freelance weatherman. I this we should use for no subject. I mean, we can okay. either. All right, we'll stop now, but you almost kind of said the whole thing already. Yeah, but we might need kind of surf for this. Yeah, so. I'll write that down. I'll write that down. Okay. So, so we're talking about what movies have like the weather, you know, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's let's start with one. We'll give people an an yeah. idea. Here's an example: April rain. So, okay, April rain. Now, yeah. April rain is not a very good movie. No, um, it's a it's a trash pile of a movie, kind of. I remember we said some funny things though in the review. Like, there's this one scene of like yeah. these guys on like these. Um, they're like Vespa scooters. They're Vespa scooters. But, they, like, but they're supposed to look like, mean and tough, and I think it's shot partially in slow motion. Yep. And then we said, like, they're trying to look, like, intimidating and badass, but what is this, a Sugar Ray video? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah. It looked like a freaking Sugar Ray video. Mark McGrath was in the background, I think. Yeah, so <laughs> not very intimidating. Um, Do you remember when Sugar Ray was almost like a good – well, 
not almost a good band, but I mean, like when they were like tougher. <laughs> like, it's hard for me to remember that. See, I don't think of like, toughness and Sugar Ray well, together. See, people forget that, but I think in the early days of Sugar Ray, they had like a more of a metal kind of sound to them. Oh. Because they were in the on the video game called Road Rash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then their first like two albums had like metal in them. And then they you know they sold out to corporate oh, okay. <laughs> uh, interests. And you I know. think Mark McGrath is from Connecticut. Also. Oh, he is? Uh, originally, <laughs> yes. So another uh, reason to have uh, state great, pride. You got a great Connecticut native, Mark McGrath, with his frosted tips. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, do you think he still has the frosted tips? Yeah, but now they're just frosted flake tips. So it's like, <laughs> <so it's> like, <sighs> <sighs> Moving quickly on. Uh, no, what, been, what, do, you think, do you think he does? Or I haven't checked in. I haven't checked in either. I, I want to say yes, but who sure. really knows? Um, um, so I was gonna say yeah. So April Rain. So the plot of this movie <laughs> is, uh, we're trying to figure it out. You know what? We didn't really give much of a plot. It was just like Vincent Spano yeah. is like on a SWAT team and he has marital problems and like Luke Goss and Ming Na Wen, also known as Mulan, mm-hmm. are hanging around and Andrew Keegan. So remember Tiger Beat, Andrew Keegan. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really a regular reader. No, but me either. But you see it in the '90s on your, you know, magazine shelves. Like right, right. Andrew Keegan. <laughs> it's like, okay. well, you know, Is he in Boy 90s, Meets World. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. Don't, I never watched Boy Meets World. However, yeah, I think I think they wanted Andrew Keegan to be in that sort of Tiger Beat type of yeah. mold, like a JTT or um, I don't know, the cast know of Wild that. America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, who's Scott Bairdstow? Is that what yeah. And JTT and JTT. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis, or it was a Devon Sawa. I don't know. I yeah, I think they're all in there. So I think yeah. he was. They wanted him to be one of those. He, I don't know if he wanted to be one. I was like they were forcing him to be one, but um, so, so he's in the movie. I think that to try to get away from that sort of image, I think he's more like a tough guy or something. Right. Yeah, the plot's really it's nothing really. So Luke Goss is like a cop on the edge. Vincent Spano is like a SWAT team member of marital problems. Ming-Na went to the boss. There's a bunch of dialogue scenes that are stupid. But the best part of the movie, as besides the scooters, mm-hmm. is uh, the thing about the kettle chips. <laughs> Tell um, people what that is. So Luke Goss is talking to his wife, and there's a bunch, and there's a kettle bags, <laughs> chips, uh, a chips bag, or dead center. A bag of kettle them. chips. A bag of kettle chips, the classic kettle chips you all love and enjoy at the store. So, <laughs> yes. So, so we were trying to figure out which bag it was. I think it was barbecue. Oh. So it's like, so, but that's the thing. They were talking about some stupid dialogue, but we were focusing on the kettle chips. Right, because they had at least one brand of kettle chips in their yeah. kitchen, which was stealing focus away yeah. from the dialogue. Never yes. a good sign. It's like in that movie Detour, not yes. that classic movie, but this stupid one from the Ooh, 90s. Jeff Fahey and Madsen. Yes, and there was a similar scene, and they had, uh, was I, it I know what Fiddle Faddle? It was like something like Fiddle Faddle, but it looked like it was called Peanut Zonks. So zonks, like, right? I think it was yeah. zonks, and it wasn't screaming yeah. yellow zonkers, which I no. think was a cereal. <laughs> what is a zonker? I, I, they don't make it anymore, I don't believe. But, no, but it, what I, is a zonker? Is that like, well, a, like a... <laughs> <laughs> no one knows the answer to that? I, I <laughs> it, it's like I don't know. It's like a cornmeal with like oh, red like number five coating. I don't know. I it's like one of those warhead candies. It could be, but I thought screaming yellow zonkers was a cereal. <laughs> Or some sort of snack, maybe like bugles. Oh, okay. So you're talking about Detour, the peanut zonks? Well, yeah, so it's similar. So very similar because it's like there's some really kind of poorly (laughs) written dialogue scene that it's in a kitchen with. Yeah. And you see they have something called zonks and 
that's a little more or a lot more interesting than what the people are actually saying. I know that's not great. <laughs> but with so, April Rain, that's a very atypical title for an action movie. Like it sounds like a romantic drama. Yeah, it would star like you know Kate Beckinsale or something. And it's just like, yeah, or like it, Kate Hudson. And Kate Hudson, like it'd be written Rain. by Nicholas Sparks, and it would say yeah. from the maker of the Notebook. Yeah, maker of the Notebook. Yeah, Kate Hudson, some himbo guy, and they're right. in the rain or something. Right, maybe it'd it'd be be like April Gosling. Rain. Yeah. yeah, April Rain. So it's like, but anyway, it's not that. It's which is, is some, kind of a red flag right off the bat. But it's, it's some mean. sort of action cop drama or something. Yeah. It, it's it's it, it's not really worth your time. I it, it's unless you want to see something that will make you like face palm your face with your yeah. palm. <laughs> <laughs> you want to face palm your face with your palm? Watch April Rain today. We can go to next <laughs> next movie. We're gonna go right to another A, which is Aftershock. Um, that's like a weather thing. I so, guess. Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> this is what some some would be kind of a push. Mm. But is, this this the, after, is this a push? I uh, actually get closer to the pushes later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is even one of the pushes. Or? Yeah, no. So this is a good movie. Um, Aftershock 1990 has an amazing cast. All your favorites: Jay Roberts Jr., Krista Rose from Lockdown. Um, James Liu, Matthias Hughes, Chuck Jeffries, Russ Tamblin, Richard Lynch, and John Saxon, and Michael Berryman. <laughs> I mean, that is – that has to be one of the best B-movie casts ever assembled. Yeah. It, it's a great – it's a, such a wacky little movie because the plot is in a post-apocalyptic world, society is broken up into fascist-type overlords and their minions who try to control the population. Hmm. And mm. the rebels who fight the battles – baddies for their freedom hmm everyone in society is required to have a barcode on their arm hmm, hmm again oh i will stop doing that all right <laughs> when did this movie come out 1990 hmm. so 30 <laughs> years later 30 years later 31 year, or 32 30, years later yeah. wow it's been 32 years it's since a 1990. little um, <laughs> someone's ahead of their time yeah looks like frank harris and jay roberts jr are ahead of their time that's the director well, I, I, I knew that, but yeah. maybe other people didn't know that. Um, I, I know my Frank Harris. However, <laughs> Jay Roberts. I, go ahead. Sorry. I, say, I, I know that Jay Roberts Jr. is ahead of his time. I've been saying that for years. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we watched this way after White Phantom. So, we no, years White, later. Year, yeah. So, we watched this a few years ago. Um, we actually posted it on August 12, 2020. So, the underground resistance is gathering steam with their start to question campaign, which they push through flyers, spray painted walls and other means. Uh, Oliver Quinn's the baddie played by John Saxon wants to do these evil experiments on the people. But Jay Roberts Jr. Play, also named Willie again. Oh, he's named what? Willie in White Phantom. Yeah, he plays Willie. Remember Willie of an eye? Oh, yeah. He plays Willie again. Maybe it's a sequel. Maybe it's like a Tony Danza <laughs> type thing where he can only play someone named Willie. And I just think of Alf. Willie. Yeah, Willie. <laughs> he should have been the dad on Alf. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta love Alf. Good old Alfred. So it's a weird kind of post-apocalyptic kind of movie. It's definitely worth watching. Very underrated. There's like these weird kind of goofy stunts in it. And like someone like, like the explosions are weirdly timed or something. And I don't remember that, but the theme and the plot makes me think maybe it should go back into theaters. Yeah. That would be interesting. 
See, the, the the cast, we said the cast reads more like a lineup for chiller theater convention. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if we sell any of those people there, we probably would go, you know. Definitely. It's filmed at the Kaiser Steel Plant in Fontana, California, and the Domtar Gypsum Paper Mill in Vernon, California. <laughs> wow. I, I don't remember doing that level of research, but yeah. I guess I did. <laughs> well, thanks for doing the research. So, it's yeah, I would definitely check this one out. I think our buddy Dave just bought a copy, so oh, um, he, so that's really cool. I have to get a copy. We watched this on like Amazon Prime or something, or maybe well, YouTube. Well, I, for the cast alone, I, I it's got to be at least worth one watch for yeah, people. Yeah, it was good. We gave it three bits or stars, and it was it was good. I was, and it's also a really silly line from like a random prisoner. And the guy says, chill out, mushroom. <laughs> I guess it's like a slang word in the future. Um, all right. That, I mean, that's. I think that's a recommend. For yeah, people. for sure. We're going to go to another one, another A movie. I hope this is the this is a weather event, which is Aurora Borealis. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is a more of a drama. It's one of these movies I had to just have put material on the old website. Right. I've never seen this. Yeah, you ever, I actually should have done this second. Actually, <laughs> whoops. But anyhow, yeah. So any Aurora Borealis uh, from 2005 is an interesting uh, family drama. It has Joshua Jackson, Juliette Lewis, and Donald Sutherland. Oh. Um, Joshua Jackson is always getting in trouble. He plays a guy named Duncan, and but his new job he has to take care of his grandfather, played by Donald Sutherland, and then he falls in love with Juliette Lewis, who is his caretaker. Um, that's really about it. But it's a good movie. It's a good drama. You find it like at the library or something. <laughs> oh, okay. So not exactly an action movie, it's but not an action but a movie, drama yeah. that you think people should see if they like dramas. Yeah. If you like these good like kind of family dramas, it's worth watching. And, you know, I know that's this like Love Chronicles again or Roe right, versus or Wade or something. The Easter egg adventure. <laughs> Easter egg adventure. Yeah, I just needed something. <laughs> well, but now here we are talking about it. Yeah, so it's perfect for this weather episode of Aurora Borealis. Um, so the next movie we're going to do is now we're going to get to the pushes. It's a little tricky to set up because I have to, <laughs> it's like live read here. So, which is the, oh, yeah. big, the big heat. So, <laughs> dude, is that hot. the Asian movie? Yeah, it's the Asian movie from 1988. Yeah. That's a, so, that's a winner of a movie. More people oh should goodness. know that. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong cop Wai Pong John Wong, played by Wisely. I know who you're talking about. W A I S E, right? Yeah, Waze. It's like the great app for directions. So he's a cop. Not spelled the same, but it sounds the same when you say it. Yeah. So Wai Pong has been having nightmares about his right hand. He's worried it will cramp up. It will not. It will be no use until he gets into a firefight. It's a weird starter movie. <laughs> but then, in classic Hong Kong fashion, he shoots a bunch of gangsters and, and blackmailers. And like that's not much of a plot here, but it's done very well because it has stylish police. It's a stylish drama from the 80s. It has tons of gore scenes. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 if you like that Hong Kong style action yeah. with like tons of shooting and just yeah. like reckless stunts yeah. and reckless abandon, you know. It's yeah, like, it's it, and it's from the 80s. It's yeah. it. This is a gem. This is a real gem. It's a cold people movie should see this. It. Yeah, bone crunching violence. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so it, it holds really your good. attention. It's like an hour. It's like a, almost near two hours, but it keeps your attention. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I think because they have a plot and like extended action scenes, it kind of like extends the running time. However, don't let that put you off. It's no, it, no. This needs to be more well known. I think. I would check that big heat. So the next movie is where is it? Cold Justice. <laughs> so, cold. All right. Cold. Well, it's the weather. It's cold. Okay. All right. Told you. Read some pushes on this. Hmm. Um, is this the one I haven't seen? That you have has... not seen it. Well, I have another cold. I have two more cold movies coming up. So, but this is Cold Justice from 1989, starring Roger Daltrey. Right. And Ron Dean. Betrayal has its price. It's a very boring movie about mm. Father Jim, who played by uh, Dennis Waterman. He strolls into town and he's trying to make a difference. And then all he does is talk about, he, he talks to the, like, the worthless layabouts of the town, one of them played by Roger Daltrey. He's an ex-boxer named Keith Gibson. And then that's it. <laughs> now, did you watch this? Because it had <laughs> Roger Daltrey in the main role? Or? That's why I bought because if you look at the, like his, if you look at the cover. It's Roger Daltrey, huge Roger Daltrey face. Yeah. His fist is up. Yeah. His betrayal has his price, and it looks like he's in, he's strong in the town to beat up or kill people. That it, does not happen. <laughs> it does not. But happen. imagine if it did. I could see why he'd be interested. It's like Roger Daltrey is now taking up the trash. That's awesome. It's so cool. However, that's not what you get. No, you don't even get any who songs. You get nothing. There's an imminent front. So it's just like, <laughs> this is a put on because ah. <laughs> it, this is, there's no action. So it's like, there's nothing. There's just a, it's boring, boring, boring. I got it from Time Tunnel, but it, it went back. I think it went to the Goodwill pile in the sky. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm not keeping that, but it, I, it's just a dud. Okay. I wish it was cooler. But you're right. If Roger Daltrey really did stroll into town in a movie and kill people, like, you know, Kansas City Justice, wherever he had, <laughs> it would have been great. But it's just, it's just nothing. It's just straight up nothing. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, it's, it sounds like a missed opportunity. It really, it really is, isn't it? Disappointing. But here's a good one, which is Cold Harvest. It's Gary it's Daniels. Gary Daniels, Brian Genesee, and Barbara Crampton. Ah, great cast. Do you remember this one? Or? Well, it's futuristic, maybe post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Right? yeah. Roland Chaney, Gary Daniels, is a bounty hunter in a yet another post-apocalyptic world. He has also a twin brother named Oliver, uh, but Oliver is killed by Little Ray, played by Brian Genesee. So Roland goes on a mission of revenge, and Barbara Crampton's hanging around. <laughs> is this Isaac Florentine? It sure is. Okay. Yeah. So, so pretty much any of the flair in this movie, you know, it kind of comes from him in terms yeah. of the production and the directorial, uh, you know, aspect. Yeah, the flourishes um, that he has, like he's yeah. flipping around and the swish pans and the. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you put Gary Daniels and Barbara Crampton together, something good's gonna happen, right? Oh yeah, it's there's something about the movie that kind of keeps your interest because it is just so wacky. You know, it's a classic B movie, but. There's something about it. Yeah, that's I, my memory. It's an underrated Gary Daniels. I know we did. I did. We talk about Gary Daniels on um, Connoisseur's podcast a I, couple I months ago. We did. I, did, I don't think we talked much about Cold Harvest. I think it no, came up. But it I came up, but it's definitely um, <laughs> it. People, you know, people talk about Rage Riot Recall, which I'm almost sick of saying. But <laughs> Cold Harvest 
should people check that out? And um, Taylor Gary, you know, I'm thinking of. Well, that was not great, but Black Friday. Did we watch that one? Oh no, it was um, it was like a samurai. Uh, oh no, Fist of the North Star. I was it? No, it was a uh, crud. I thought it was called Black Friday. It was like <laughs> I think you're thinking oh, Fatal Blade. Great... Fatal Blade. Oh. oh, oh, Fatal Blade. Okay. Do you remember Fatal Blade? Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember that we watched Fatal Blade. <laughs> I, that's about it. But I don't know why. Because I, I remember when I was like looking up Gary Daniels back in the old days of finding out about these movies, like Fatal Blade. Whoa, <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, and but I, that's what we thought about certain other movies that we weren't so happy about. Yes. <laughs> um, but well, anyway, um, Cold Harvest, Gary Daniels, Barbara Gary Crampton, Daniels, Isaac Florentine. Can't can't really go wrong. It's if you haven't seen it, it's certainly worth one watch. Oh yeah, I don't even have a copy. I need to find a copy. I don't know how we, I think he got an old Netflix disc. That's how old it is. So I have one more cold movie. <laughs> okay. Which is um, I gotta find it. Oh, Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, Stone. Oh well, yeah, Stone, this is a Stone, Stone Cold, Cold classic. Yeah, exactly. Cold. And there's something there's about Jonathan Cold. <laughs> I think that's worth a mention. Yeah. yeah. So, so we people know this classic, 1991 Stone Cold, The Boz, William oh, Forsythe, yes. Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen as Chains, and William Forsythe as Ice, <laughs> John Stone is a cop who's undercover the biker gang, the weed out the leader chains. We all know the plot of this, but every scene is amazing. <laughs> so just, <laughs> this is up there with a movie like Roadhouse or, yeah. um, I don't know. There's not that many movies like this where it's just pure entertainment, pure, just nineties awesomeness all the yeah. way. A hundred percent. It just feels like an eighties movie just kind of crept into the nineties. Yes, bit. it does. Yeah. Yeah. And this is that's a perfect example. And I watched a couple years ago. I, was, I bought some string cheese. I like had some, uh, some 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 fun seltzers, and I was watching Stone Cold. And it's just like <laughs> sounds like, like an amazing time. No, it's cheese cubes. I bought some cheese cubes. Oh, cheese cubes. Like, oh, yeah, I bought some cheese. Oh, I bought some cheese. I watched Stone Cold. I haven't seen that in a while. And it was like, whoa, this is great. What a what a great movie it is. What a fun movie. So <laughs> it's the perfect movie. To watch when you eat cheese cubes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and seltzer and water. Yeah. And like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's probably... listening to this has probably seen it, but maybe it's time for a rewatch. Um, nothing else we said about this. Well, no, it's some amazing awesome. dialogue. Yeah. That I'm not going to. We can't say. even. Yeah, I can't even see it. But let's say the mullet is also amazing by Brian Bosworth. It's just. You know, if you're gonna put Brian Bosworth in a movie, this is the movie to put Brian Bosworth in. I mean, I, that's a, a great point because if you look it up on YouTube, like Stone Cold trailer, like 1991, he says, "Hi, I'm Brian Bosworth." <laughs> you know, this is my new movie, Stone Cold. And they just show him punching a guy in the movie. He's like, "You gotta watch this movie." <laughs> well, as you as we've talked about, we both love trailers where they create original content for the trailer. Yeah, and, I, I love that. You know, like Red Heat and and others. So this is one of them. And that'll make you want to see the movie for sure. <laughs> and I'll go to our next movie, another S one, which is Sunland He, a movie you haven't seen. Um, I'm glad you didn't watch this one. It's one of these kind of like punch fighters. It's kind of uh, play, uh, Alex Van Hagen. Do you know who that is? I don't know. She's like a female puncher, you know. Oh, 
Oh. And J.J. Perry and uh, Jay Richardson. Oh. I don't remember much about this movie. I just remember that she it's, it's kind of a low rent kind of action flick. She like beats up some people in Brazil or something. Hmm. <laughs> I I would love to rewatch it though because maybe it's like better now. Probably, I would imagine based on what you just told me. Yeah. Well, I said the fight scenes are okay and because that's worth seeing once. So, I I think it's better. I think maybe I was just like wasn't in the right mood to watch something that's kind of low rent, but I kind of got the point of it. You know. Mm. Um. That was a quick one. So it's like, <laughs> well, might as well just jump around to another S movie come right here, which is Sudden Thunder. Oh, Andrea Lamtash. Andrea Lamtash. I know we might might talk about doing AIP episodes, but this is a good one. This is a very underrated AIP movie. It is. It is. Well, you gotta love Andrea. I mean, she has a thick German accent. Yeah. I believe you can't really understand most of what she no. says. It, but it, she's the star of the movie and. Uh, there's a lot of great moments to it, as I think we've talked about before. We talked about this before, um, but I guess Patricia Merrill, played by Lamtash, is a singer also. And she like sings, and then she's also a policewoman. Right, and then has a great <laughs> opening sequence in the movie yeah. that it displays that. I wish she would make a comeback, because she definitely has <laughs> the talent. Oh, I mean, definitely. Like, so, um, which it was an inspired choice because you love the German accent. So we great if she was like the daughter of Schwarzenegger in a movie or something or her or sister or something like that. That should have happened. It's another thing that should have happened because he, you know, Schwarzenegger is like, blah, blah, and then everyone says, hello. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so you don't have the accent. <laughs> so, right. Like uh, Alyssa Milano doesn't have the accent in Commando. Or just like he's on like the LAPD and no one makes any mention of his accent. They just treat it like it's completely normal. Yeah, it's fine. It's his name's like Larry Jones. And it's like, hey, Larry. And then they're just like walking around the police precinct. It's like, are we just going to dance around the fact that you can barely speak English and you're like a hulking brute that looks like you're from some other planet? You don't look like a normal human being. Let's just not mention that yeah, ever. It's fine. It's fine. It's, kind of like, it's a joke we say about Migo. It's like, oh, hey, Migo, how's it going? It's like, hey, you just hey. talk to a guy named Migo. Who's like an alien. He's an alien. And, uh, it's a TV show of Bronson Pinchot, we don't know. It's just, but they're just so used to having me go around. It's like yeah, not it's even like, a big deal anymore. Yeah, I feel like Migo is like making a muffin or something or something in the microwave. It's like, oh, hey, Migo, how's it going? Because Ed Bakley Jr. is getting his newspaper. Right. Just, which like, that has a lot to do with Schwarzenegger, which has a lot to do with Andrea Lamtash. But um, well, you you connected yeah. to people just saying that why are you just <laughs> avoiding? No, I know. Fact? I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think any mention is made of of any of this. But uh, yeah, but it's it's definitely worth watching for sure. Um, let's go to another one, which is, where is that? Ah, here we go. Silk Degrees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Degrees. Right. Yeah, degrees. Well, what's the degree? <laughs> it's, it's getting warm outside. <laughs> From 1994, stars Mark Singer, Mark Hamill, Deborah Shelton, Adrian Barbeau, Charles Napier, and Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Another amazing cast. It's like an erotic thriller and Gilbert Gottfried in an erotic thriller. <laughs> Only in the 90s. <laughs> to, to stop there. See, you think that he would put that on up all night or something. It's like, right. it's me. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What more can you say? 
but yeah, it, well, you know, it's it's like when they have a surprising cast member in these movies, like Tom Arnold, you know. Well, if people don't remember or have seen this one, I didn't really like it that much. We gave him one and a half stars. But I'll give here's the plot. So actress Alex Ramsey, played by Deborah Shelton, witnesses a murder by the gangster DeGrillo and has to go into witness protection. Mark Singer and Mark Hamill um, are the cops on the case. And <laughs> Mark Singer plays a character named Rick Baker. Oh, like the makeup <laughs> guy. The makeup guy. So he's not the makeup guy. So it's like. I got, that guy makes pretty good makeup, I gotta say. You know, what's the thing he, he made? Uh, American Werewolf in London. I believe so. Yes. Pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I could barely make a pop tart. This guy can make yeah. like this, uh, <laughs> this cool werewolf effect. I, him and all these other guys are just geniuses. Yeah. Like Tom Savini, yeah. um, you know, that whole crew. Um, they're just amazing what they can do. And all that work, all that time and work and effort. Just for like 10 seconds of screen time. Right. To... And then the MPAA will just cut it anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tom Savini stuff like Maniac or something or Red Scorpion. Like, right. I hate when they do that because why are these censors cutting these things? It takes so much time. You know. Well, nope. It's they, gone. They've, right. They have no appreciation for that, I guess. Yeah. If they of did. The, like, of I, the craftsmanship, you know. Of these cool, like, what do they want? No gore effects? You can't have anything? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty sad, but you know they're real artists. That's what people need to realize. Like the people that do these practical makeup effects, if they lived in you know the 1500s, they would be like great Renaissance artists. That's but the a fact, that, amazing point. But they live in you know 80s, 90s, 2000s, and this is what they do. It, it's a real art form. So I think people should think about that. They really should. I would love to be one of those, but do you have do you have the patience for this? But you know. Well, you could go to Tom Savini's makeup school. He has a school. Oh, where is that? Uh, I think the California. Mm, I, you know, I don't know where it is. Maybe there's other outlets. I would have thought it was in like Pittsburgh or something because that's where or yeah, that's where he's from. right? Or somewhere in Pennsylvania. But, you know, I don't know. You, you could look it up. Why are you interested in enrolling? No, I'm just wondering where it was. You know, <laughs> it'd be cool to enroll in that. Like, oh, I am a uh, <laughs> scholar of the. <laughs> the Tom Savini makeup school. So also Gilbert Gottfried plays a director, a TV director yelling at Deborah Shelton. That's basically his role. So, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be complete without that. But so we and, didn't like it because we said there was bickering, right? There's heavy bickering from Mark Singer and Mark Hamill. And Charles Napier is a uh, white yelling chief. Like, All right, so he's got Gilbert Gottfried yelling, and Charles Napier's yelling, and then the other characters are bickering. It, it just it, it sounds it, kind of it, annoying. It, it it was unfortunately annoying because you don't really you don't get hooked in at all. You lose interest pretty quickly. It's like, oh, here we go again, another witness <laughs> protection movie, another movie. It's like we all love Mark Singer, all love Mark Hamill, but it's not written well. Um, we called it kind of like a walk by, which was like it's a some degrees typifies the movie. Um, you see on the shelf of your local video store and look at it quickly, shrug your shoulders and say, meh, and keep walking by. So, Right, because it doesn't really deliver anything in any great quantity. Like, it's not funny. It's not really dramatic. It's It doesn't have the, you know, I guess the nudity or the, you know, it's so supposedly erotic thriller. It doesn't have that element too well. It just it doesn't really have anything. It doesn't have really anything of sort of, but you look at like, hmm, a Mark Singer, a Mark Hamill's in this? No, and the cast is good. No, don't, yeah, no question, but. Yeah, and it looks kind of cool. You know, I did buy a copy for a dollar at Goodwill last year, but 
Well, it's worth a dollar. It's worth a dollar. I mean, it's not like it's some horrible mess, like April rain or something. No, no, it's not like that. It just should have and could have been better. I think we were kind of tough on it, really. Yeah, maybe we're being too tough. Yeah. So we said that it's not it's not a biopic of Boss Skaggs. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to say something about Boss Skaggs. You know. the, the Lido. It's a good song. Wait, was that in the 70s? Silk Degrees? Was that an 80s song? It's it's tough to tell. I think it was, you know. Because I, I, I heard it on Sirius Radio a couple weeks ago. Wait, that came on the 70s? I was here in the 80s all the time. Well, I think it was still being played a lot in the 80s. I, think I just it was thought it was an 80s song. I just thought. Mm, I, you know, I actually don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Moving it's on. It's a good song. One's gotta get it. It's that's really catchy. Mm, Boz Skaggs. Maybe he could be an action star. Or bid for Wait, seriousness. Bosington Skaggs. Well, we got Brian Bosworth and Boz Skaggs. Boz and Boz. And they could be like cops. <laughs> uh, cops on, yeah, they maybe it'd be <laughs> they could just name it after like a couple episodes after Boz Skaggs song. He could be Boz Skaggs as himself, maybe, or something like that. Well, yeah, okay, so it'd be like a Miami Vice episode where they would have one of these musical people, and he's like in yeah. it as himself. And, yeah, you know, he's going to be kidnapped, and Bos- exactly. Bos- Bosworth has to stop it. He's like a cop on the edge, like John Stone or something, and then, yeah, and then it would be called like the Lido Shuffle. Would be, that's the name of the episode. Right, of the show, because this probably right. wouldn't be a movie. It would be like a TV yeah, show episode. It would be like a episode. TV show. It would be like Stone Cold, the series, and then it's like. Which should have happened, but yeah. That would have been amazing. <laughs> All we do is think of ideas in this episode. I know. And no one listens to our ideas. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Next. So I got, I, I got a bunch more, actually. Okay. Um, let's see. I have... Let me think here. Oh, here we go. Thunder. <laughs> so I have Thunder 1. Thunder Warrior. Okay, so maybe we could do all these in one shot. Yeah, we Thunder, Thunder Warrior is one through three. They're Italian movies yeah. directed by Fabrizio D'Angelis, a.k.a. Larry Ludman. Yep. And, you know, they're like a cross between like Walking Tall and Rambo where... Um, right, Mark Gregory plays Thunder. Right. Trash right. from the... Right. Uh, what was the movies in there? Well, in 1990, The Bronx Warriors. And, and Escape, Escape from, from the Bronx? Bronx. Yes. Okay, yeah. So. so it's him. and But he's a Native American, and then he gets harassed... And yeah, then he, he has gets to, harassed by John Philip Law or Bo Svensson or Werner Porchath, you know. <laughs> right. So he's being harassed yeah. by someone. And yeah. then, you know, he's a peace loving guy and he's on the reservation in like Nevada or Arizona. Yeah. And but, you know, you push him too far and he'll like destroy the whole town. So, yeah. And uh, the third one is like he destroyed like maybe like a, a like an auto parts store. Like didn't have much of a budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like the low budget version of, I guess, Rambo, you know, or the like Rambo meets Walking Tall. Well, see, in the third, in the second one, the one has Mark Gregory Svensson. There's a guy named Raymond Harmstorf. Yeah, he's been in a lot of these type of. Yeah, uh, and he was like more movies. And, yeah, he was he was good in it because he was like really evil. So, so. I mean, they're all worth seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all fun. If you watch them back to back, that's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> I was gonna say that might be a bit much because they're kind of the same movie three times. You know what? Actually, I did watch Thunder one and two back to back about two years ago. That probably was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, so I can't imagine doing three also because yeah. that that would be a tough sit. But one on its own wouldn't be. They're they're perfectly good entertaining movies. And if you only know Mark Gregory or Marco Di Gregorio as trash, then this would be another one of his great characters. 
I'm assuming is he still alive? I hope. I, I, you know, I don't have that information right at hand, but I would imagine he is. Wouldn't it be great if we made another one. Like, make it like these Italian movies that you shoot it in Italy, and maybe escape from something else. You know, just uh, with all these post-apocalyptic movies we've been talking about lately in this episode. Yeah. You, you should uh, maybe AfterShock Two starring Mark Gregory. Sure. So, got a few more. Um, we have, uh, here we go. Hurricane Smith. Oh yeah. Now this is another one of these great, um, Carl Weathers movies that is named after his character. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, if it's not fortune Dane, then it's action Jackson. Now it's Hurricane Smith. Now it's so, Hurricane Smith. And <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache. No, that's, that is a huge detriment to the movie. But I think it is a, if, well, yeah, go ahead. I think we said it's like Samson. You cut off the mustache and then it, he loses his power. Because I think this is not one of the better. Um, no. It, Carl Weathers movies, Weathers. Cause yeah, that's, we're, that's the whole thing. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So that's perfect. His last name is Weathers. We're talking about the weather, weather movies. So he plays Billy Ray Hurricane Smith. He's a construction worker from Marshall, Texas, who, we, who receives word that his mother passed away. And... He travels to his, her last known whereabouts, which is the Gold Coast of Australia. And, he, you know, he gets embroiled in some drug stuff with uh, Jürgen Prochnow. Hmm. So. What's this? This is a video store shelf filler type movie, you know. It's, oh, my goodness, uh, is it? You know, it, it's neither here nor there. It's not bad, but it's also not great. It's sort of right down the middle. I wish it was better, though, because, you know, you can't really be Action Jackson because that no, movie rocks. Yeah, it's impossible. Okay. However, to put... Carl Weathers in Australia was a good idea. Yeah, but he has no mustache. You know, <laughs> yeah. the mustache really is the huge help. Because I watched the movie, uh, it's was, was a boring Carl Weathers movie, Dangerous Passion, I think it's called. He had mm-hmm. the mustache, but the mustache carried it, you know. <laughs> so it was Billy D. Williams and Carl Weathers. Wow. Now, Finally. Well, Billy Williams actually really good in the movie. He's like, he plays like this kind of a evil boss guy. He really starts yelling and screaming towards the end. That was great. The rest of the movie was kind of boring. But I'd watch for Billy D. Williams. Well, uh, yeah. So, but as far as Hurricane Smith, yeah, it's not exactly a powerful recommend. It's no, you know. it's kind of a movie on a screen. I hate to say that, but if you can find it for like a dollar, a goodwill, yeah, yeah. sure. And, you know, these the Australian people, they don't like Carl Weathers in this movie because they call him a septic. So right. Oh, that's like septic tank, I guess. I mean, and, and like yank. Meaning, like yank. Are you from America, which means you're bad. Yeah, we're them. bad, I guess. <laughs> Even though if you're not a Yankee like we are, you could yeah. be from like the South, but they still call you a yank. It's like, and it's all very confusing. But, yeah. Like, but, just say hello, sir. Not you yank septic. It's like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like, no, no, hello? You have to yell at us with your wacky, weird slurs? <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to. I mean, we're talking about the bad guys here. Yeah, the bad, bad guys call regular people call them that. Oh, like, never mind. Yeah, It's a mixture of regular people. Like, who's this septic? It's like, wh- what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I guess that's weird to hear right. from our point of view, but maybe it makes more sense when yeah. – you're you seeing it from their point of view. You watch Hurricane. Now, I think I used to have a copy of this. I got rid of it again. Another uh, tape purge. Yeah, but you, you don't sound like you regret it too much. No, not really. I mean, let's say I found this one for a dollar again, kind of like uh, what it's like. Get rid of today. I forget now. But, <laughs> but or like Silk Degrees, I got that for a dollar. You know. Right. So it could make a comeback, but it has to be a dollar. 
exactly. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel bad. But right. if it came, if it, it popped up again, yeah, I'll might try it again. So I think we're almost done. Um, let me think here. Well, there's oh. Desert Heat. Would that count? <laughs> I guess if other movies with heat. Yeah. Yeah, because that's hot. Oh, it's, it's real desert heat out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we know the plot of this one. It's uh, Daniel Baldwin. It's like another plane slog. Right. Um, we actually thought it was okay. Let me get the is plot, it, though, for you. Um, and that's not the one where he calls people slappy. Oh, it is. That That is the one. Oh, it is. It slappy. is. Okay, okay. Yeah. I know. He always asks me that. Asks well, me I just, that's all I remember. Right? <laughs> and all these you movies blend together. But, witness, I think. Yeah. Well, in the, I think we also like the Pandora project. project. Yeah, I think you asked me, do they call people sloppy or not? It's like <laughs> I probably said that like almost every episode, and I'm sorry. But the thing is, a lot of these plane slogs, like they blend together, but that element stands out. So that's what I remember, you know. We said it was surprisingly enjoyable. It's kind of like a good companion piece with the Pandora Project. So Daniel Baldwin plays Lee Miller. So you just put Johnny next to that. He could be the Hector <laughs> Elementary or Train Spotting. Yes, he should have. <laughs> And he's a fighter pilot of a dark past. And now he's put in charge for assembling a team to fly to Iraq and stop a missile that will destroy a major city in Europe. They don't say which city, though. Well, they don't want to offend anybody. No, you know. that's why they're like Parma- Parmistan or whatever and Jim Cotta, right? <laughs> right. No, yeah, you can't. We're not we're not talking about anyone specifically. Yeah. No, this is Parmistan. It's like yeah. so close to saying Parmesan cheese. You're this close. <laughs> and then he, he assembles a ragtag team and it's. And, if you, you know, watch it with your brain gone. <laughs> wow, what a what a caveat. Yeah. If you check your brain at the door, you'll really enjoy it. Because, you know, Daniel Baldwin does call people slappy, and he does put in a somewhat decent performance. Well, I mean, uh, he has charisma. He has something. Yeah. I guess you'd call it it. And then they say, because this is ripped from the headlines. So the evil Iraqis brag about stalling U.N. weapons inspections. Oh, the Hans Blix? Remember yeah, Hans, Hans Blix? Blix. Well, did you read my mind? Yeah. So they just, it's a direct slam on Hans Blix. You got this whole movie Blix. is like a 90 minute burn on Blix. <laughs> like if Hans Blix watched this, be like, hey, like, no. that's about me. They're talking about me. <laughs> um, I think it's people don't like Hans Blix because his name sounds evil and it's too, it's too easy to say quickly. So it's just. So yeah, hey, how's it going to Hans Blix? Yeah, yeah, it's Hans like Migo. Is, he's like he's like yeah. the Migo of our lives. He's the Migo of weapon inspectors. <laughs> We've reached another high in terms of the insanity of this podcast. That makes um, that's hilariously ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so which yeah, he calls people slappy or sparky. Right, right, depending on his mood, I guess. Yeah. I mean, would you want to be called slappy or sparky? I mean, not really. But if Daniel Baldwin was doing it, I think I'd be okay with it. But anyone else, probably not. Exactly, exactly. He can do it. <laughs> so true. I got one more movie, I think. Let me just double check my file. So the answer to that is, oh, it's uh, Tornado is our last movie. Tornado, <laughs> yes. We yes. actually end on maybe some weather, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's better as this heat and cold and all this. Well, oh, we did Hurricane Smith. Yes. <laughs> and now Tornado. That's the last um, movie, which I think ended on a high note, I think. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great Italian Ram, Rambo exploitation movie. Oh, it's so cool. It's also called The Last Blood. You know, it's directed by Antonio. <laughs> of course The Last is. Blood. <laughs> well, I wonder what they're trying to mean by that. <laughs> um, 
Oh, is it, is it Margariti? It's Margariti starring Tony Marcina and Juan Carlo Prete. Right. So okay. here's the plot. Well, <laughs> just it's called Lad's Blood. So set during the final days of the Vietnam War, Tornado is the tale of one Sergeant Sal Maggio. Wait, <laughs> wait a second. Is that very close to a baseball player? <laughs> nah. Oh, okay. And it's not close to John Rambo either. So no, just... no, this is Sal Maggio. <laughs> right, Sal Maggio. <laughs> See, I think that's what Italian people think American people would be named. Yeah. Like, you want an American? His name would probably be Sal Maggio. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also well Sal Maggio is played by Juan Carlo Prete, mm-hmm. and then he's like a sad man embittered by war, and then also um, it's really about Captain Harlow played by Tony Marcina. The two men are always at odds, and their conflicts continue to escalate with a court martial looming for Maggio. <laughs> Get some for laughing at that name. Uh, and then it's a classic kind of um, Rambo Part Two kind of movie with you know POW camps. Right, right. Um, it's an amazing uh, exploding huts in it. So, right, this is an exploding hut fest that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, this is the type of movie like, not like Silk Degrees or Hurricane Smith. If you no. saw this box in the video store, you'd go, yeah. "Whoa, I want to rent this." Yeah. Because and I, it was awesome. You, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to say, and then because it, it's like, I think you think, how can I phrase this? Mm-hmm. Like if you saw this in a video store, you'd know it's similar to Rambo, but you'd think, okay, maybe because it's made by Italians with like a lower budget, it might go farther. In other words, there might be more violence, bigger explosions. Like, so you think, okay, the big studio system, as we said, who likes to cut everything is not involved. No. So, so it's like, okay, maybe this will, you know, take it a little further. And a lot of these movies do. And and if you look at the box art, obviously you go, whoa, this tornado, this looks awesome, which is what we thought when you found it at Wild Bill's. Yeah, I found Wild Bill's like tornado, buying this immediately. And it's just, it definitely delivers the goods because we said as kind of a joke that if, if it's anyone who truly understands the Vietnam experience, it's the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes here. Yeah. Um, we said that a while ago. You can laugh again. Yeah. So we can all laugh again. We can all laugh again. Um, but yeah, it's watchable, fun, lots of fun shooting. I think it, it, interesting kind of sad-esque ending. There's a disco right. scene. Of course. It's like Rolf. Yeah, Rolf. It almost seems like it's almost the same movie, but it's not. <laughs> it's very similar to – well, they did a lot of these, these sort of Rambo exploitation movies. There's so many of them, and this is one of them, and it's a good one. You know, people should check it out, you know. And there's a song. Well, it's put out by the Lightning video label. Yes, Lightning. I remember that, yeah. And the song is called Holdin' On by Chris King. Oh, don't remember the song at all. So, yeah, I, those are all the weather movies that I found. I mean, I thought that was a lot, actually. It is. There might <laughs> be surprised. more, but you did a pretty thorough job. Yeah, I think there might. Maybe there's one or two more, but I, I couldn't catch them. So, um, well, I think Tornado is probably the best uh, one out of all those. Probably the weakest one is obviously April Rain. Oh, so we start with the worst, then with the best. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> april rain i mean it did look like a sugar ray video i just <laughs> oh no i we we've covered that I think. all right all right i'm just i'm just remembering the chase scene that's all <laughs> i think if people watch that if people could somehow find just that one scene they'd probably laugh yeah it's really funny but i guess uh that's it we can just uh shoot up the plugs um <laughs> let's see here come up with reviews.net the website and we're on all these podcaster places you know we got uh, spotify 
and yeah. um, iTunes. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. And tune in. Oh, yeah, tune in. So, yeah, check those out if you don't have iTunes. Um, and then we also, Ty Come Up, it's on the Twitter. Ty Action Rocks on the Instagram, which I posted Stay Tuned for Murder today. Oh, perfect. I mean, yeah. the only problem is this is not going to be um, it's not being know, posting for, for, yeah, for so a while. Well, so it's yeah. not gonna exactly going to you know, be in conjunction. But no. That, um, but people can go back and find it. Yeah. And, um, and, and anything else? Other plugs? Oh, mm-hmm. well, the Comeuppance Warriors, right? Yes, the Comeuppance Warriors. Um, they're out there. Thank they're you. They're out there. Thanks, thanks again for listening. And we appreciate uh, you. That's very nice to keep just listening to us for over near 60 episodes. That's great. I know that's, that's a lot of action talk. <laughs> I know. And we always have more stuff. We, I have some other ideas for other episodes coming soon. Oh, yeah. So, Ty has a lot of ideas, and they're all written down and ready to go. So we'll yep. be at this for uh, quite a while to come, yep. if, that, I, if that makes sense. We'll probably be near 100 by the end of the year, or very close to it. So, uh, let's hope. Yeah, 100 episodes? Well, I think 60 well, is a lot. <laughs> well, well, I think we said a long time ago there was a statistic that the average podcast that people start, they don't make it past eight episodes. And so, we, we we destroyed yeah, we that. Destroyed that like a freaking hut. So. I mean that. Is, I mean that is exactly. Well, a perfect note to end on. Thank yeah, you everybody. To, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> and um, we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. might have hit a new high with how insane things can get on this podcast well (laughs) i'm gonna kill andy griffith